Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name's Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith. The Housing Hour is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com, 1-800-489-8910. Thank you guys for stopping in. Uh, we're very, very grateful for the opportunity to speak to you. We hope that we can add some value to your day. And before we get started here um, on the Housing Hour, uh, we want to tell you how to plug in with us, and that is the mothership. It's thehousinghour.com, the new and improved website. Go there now. Check it out. You can see all of our series that we've completed. You can share those uh, with friends and family. And we're also on all the social uh, media platforms as well. Facebook.com slash the housing hour. Also Twitter at the housing hour and Pinterest. What is your Pinterest pass uh, a username? Password. Do you yeah. want my yeah. password? <laughs> Mark's a big pinner on Pinterest. Um, so those are a few places to plug in with us. And we just are very grateful again, like I said, to have you in. Um, we're doing, and I don't know, it could be a three part, four part. We, we haven't it's decided. It's going to be multi-part. Yeah. Because um, today in studio, we have Jesse Lane from Mortgage Investors Group. He is um, the executive vice president of operations at our at our headquarters. Our home office uh, is probably a more appropriate way to say it. And he handles a variety of aspects of our um, company, um, all the way from uh, our investor relations to even our underwriting relations, um, understanding what's going on in the market. I mean, there's a variety of hats that he wears. Um, and um, he's the person who is helping us to transition along with Kathy Newbert, who is also one of our top uh, executives at Mortgage Investors Group, which we're going to have her on for sure. I'll try to in, get her on. In one of the shows. Yeah, she's hard. I don't, to, I don't know if she's she'll hard do it. <laughs> but anyway, Jesse, first, thanks so much for coming in and joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. One of the things that I wanted to do before we really dove in was to... Um, step back a moment and talk about where we are um, and where we're going. Um, and I want to set this up by saying that currently in our market right now, which it's May 5th, I guess today Cinco de Mayo right. for us when we're recording the show. But where we are is that we have a lot of business coming in. So we have this, this moment where we're pre-summer and things are really heating up no pun intended. And what that means is, is that we have more transactions occurring. And the CFPB, which is the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, which was established to help uh, arm uh, consumers with more tools to be able to shop for their interest rates and shop for their closing costs and also to hold accountable financial service companies and all of the things that fall upon or under their um, yielding power and how they, they focus this. Um, but it's going to be a big change coming on August 1st. And part of the Dodd-Frank bill that was signed into law just a few years ago, one of the things that, uh, that the CFPB was required to do was to interpret the law that was 
written and signed by the president, and then take those and write rules that would meet the statutes and meet the laws. So we're, you know, we've done several of those things and, you know, we're going through the process of, of, of a new change, which this new change has to do with our closings. When it is that you as a consumer get your keys, you as a realtor get your commission check, and when the actual note and deed and warranty deed and all of those things are executed. So the CFPB has really zeroed in on something that they call TRID. And TRID um, is basically a way to describe this integrated form that we are going to talk about today. It's taking the till and the good faith estimate, and then it's also consolidating and making a new closing disclosure. And their, their, their goal is to make it easier to follow, more streamlined. Now, Jesse, before we get started, though, talking about this huge change, because we're speaking to realtors, this is one of the main reasons we did this, and to title companies as well. But before we get started kind of diving into that, you know, we're going to be very busy come August 1st, and so are a lot of other people. And Oh, absolutely. Ha having a change like this occur in the midst of the busiest time that we've ever had, probably, arguably, um, you know, why don't you two part question, talk about the market, what's happening out there. And also talk about, wow, what kind of team did we put together to, to really make this happen? And then we'll go from there. All right. Very good. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're right. We're having a very, very busy year. Uh, the housing market in general is doing, is doing quite well. Interest rates are, are, uh, very low. They're not the, at ex historic lows, but they're very, very close. Mm -hmm. And that's a good situation. We've also seen uh, month over month uh, employment growth, mm -hmm. and that has been very, very helpful to the economy. Now, uh, last month we had a little bit of a, uh, you know, took a step backwards in the non-farm payroll report, mm -hmm. uh, but we've had a nice string of employment reports coming together, and uh, that helps put you know, people to work, mm -hmm. and when they are gainfully employed, it allows them to get in and move up, move up, new or, bigger, or home. even refinance. This is right, a good right. refinance market because of where rates are. Uh, but we've always focused on the purchase business, and I think that that's really helped MIG out for the first quarter. Mm -hmm. We've had a phenomenal first quarter. And when we look at the amount of business that we are doing, a majority in comparing it to, let's say, 2008, 2009, it was kind of the roles were reversed as it relates to refinances and purchases. Now we're seeing maybe more 70% purchases, 30% refinances, or maybe my numbers are not accurate. No, your numbers are good. Yeah, so that's really where the realtors come in on this because you know, this change that's going to be occurring come August 1st, you know, we don't want anything to stop. We want everybody to understand the new rule and be able to, you know, come into the new rule knowing what's going on. And that's where communication is. And that's why we're doing this show. And Mark, um, there was a brilliant idea to put this together. So Jesse, the team that we put together, because we're paving the way, Mortgage Investors Group, we're not the sole leaders in this. Certainly, there's others that are coming alongside of us. But Jesse and you and Kathy and us on a team, Mark is also mm -hmm. on a committee. Talk about the team that we've put together to tackle this very important issue. Well, Kathy Newbert is absolutely a phenomenal yeah. uh, expert in this area. She's actually 
as as I'm speaking right now, she's at a conference learning mm-hmm. even more about it. Mm-hmm. And she started that she's got a wonderful team mm-hmm. uh, in the compliance department. And of course, that includes uh, Chrissy Ray, the president mm-hmm. of MIG, is also very engaged in this. And we started communicating to our employees uh, really as early as July of last year. And it started out with some spoon-fed uh, introductory type things. But as uh, months have gone Gerber, by. Gerber, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we've added a little bit more content to it. And as more it becomes known and becomes available, we've added a little bit more to it. Now we've got toolkits and things to put uh, uh, promotional information and mm-hmm. informative information to even put in the hands of the loan officers to take and have discussions with their realtors right. and, and their other clients uh, to help everybody with awareness on the changes and how it's going to impact the way that we do business. Our goal will be to have as little disruption as possible because we're going to be as prepared as we possibly can be early on. Mm-hmm. So we've already thought about implications on workflow and how do we adjust you know, what we do and when we do it and put that in play as early as possible so that when that August 1 deadline comes, it'll be somewhat business as usual, just on new forms and a little bit of... Uh, different timeline and i think it would be good to to start jesse if you can tell us how we close a loan today and the time frame just real quickly a quick overview versus what's coming in august 1st so people can understand what that change kind of looks like sure well so the the big change or what we do right now is loan goes through origination process loan officer meets the customer uh, gathers information we issue a, a good faith estimate and um, at some point down the road, after everything's verified, validated, we send closing instructions off to a title company to prepare for closing. Uh, at that point in time, the final till is prepared, uh, the HUD-1 is prepared, and generally the borrower, we like to see the borrower see that document about three days in advance, but that's, that's kind of best case scenario. <laughs> but it's really required that they see it uh, at least right. 24 hours in advance. Right. And so... Uh, or 24 minutes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's well, usually how it works. Well, there's a lot of people pulling, pulling right. together and trying to dovetail this thing to make it all happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it's, and it can be very complex. And sometimes situations are that, that, uh, that, that closing gets moved up or, uh, you know, the, the time frame was, was, was rather short and what time everybody needed to close. So the, the big change really is going to be around the closing and that the borrower needs to have this closing disclosure three days prior to consummation. Versus now 24. Versus now 24. And that's going to be the, the largest change. So all of the things that we need to do, we really need to back up on our horizon and get all of that done. Right now there's a lot of people coming together, like I said, dovetailing at the end. We need to dovetail about three days earlier than we really do right now. Right. So um, with this remaining two minutes that we have in this segment, let's talk about it step by step because I want realtors to understand they may not even know, um, especially if they're new, because they went through the class, if it's trees or wherever they went. So they understand kind of the working they have a working knowledge of, of how it works from a lender's perspective. But the, the best thing I think we should do first um, is to talk about the way that the good faith estimate and the till are going to be combined. Because like you said, when you issue a good faith estimate as a lender 
So this is something that you need to understand as a consumer and a realtor. When you apply with Mortgage Investors Group or any other lender, and you give them certain pieces of information about your financial situation, that might be social security number, that would be your property address, that would be uh, your income and your loan amount and those type of things. Once we receive those critical pieces of information and it now becomes a legally, I guess in our mind, RESPA application, right now we're required by law to give you certain disclosures within the three-day period. And it's a package of, of disclosures that you receive, and we have a great e-sign feature that MIG offers. It's a very unique thing. So that's not going to change, but what will change is rather than there being a good faith estimate, which, which itemizes all of your fees and all of your closing costs, and it does it in such a way that Actually, the CFPB took a one-page form and made it three pages to make it more convenient for the borrower. But anyway, so we have to issue a good-faith estimate. And then also a truth in lending disclosure. And so what the truth in lending disclosure really does is it's a further itemization of your cost, breaking that down between finance charges and closing costs, and then it gives you what we call an APR, an annual percentage rate. And the, the hope of that was for people to be able to shop between other lenders. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna combine the good faith estimate and the till. And that's really, that's, so when we get back from the break, we're gonna talk about the closing disclosure, but I just kinda wanted to set that up. That's how it currently happens. And this is the first big change is that we're combining those two. Did I kinda say that right? Yes, absolutely Okay, right. so when we get back from the break, what we're going to do is we're going to crunch in and get into a little bit more detail for you, the realtor, for you, the consumer, so that you can understand just exactly what's coming and how it's going to change and that we're paving the way here at Mortgage Investors Group. We'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Thank you guys so much for coming in and joining us for this show. We're doing um, uh, probably a three or four part series, maybe more, I don't know. Um, and we're talking about the changes that are going to occur in the mortgage industry, the real estate in industry. This is really one of those changes that's going to touch everyone, not just the mortgage company, not just the realtor, not just the title company, but all three and the consumer. So, you know, here's the good news. And I'm going to turn over to Jesse to talk about um, what the new closing disclosure is going to look like and what that all means. Here's the good news. We have a team put together that I know because I am in the meetings and I see our leadership and I'm listening, I'm learning, and we have really made tools available to our loan officers and also to our production and origination and operation staff. So because this is a team effort, this is not going to be something where our closing department is going to figure it out and then everybody else is just going to kind of follow their lead. Everybody has something to learn. Everybody has responsibilities. And at MIG, we are a team. 
So we definitely put all of this together and we have forums and we have meetings, we have webinars, we have training tools, as Jesse mentioned. So that's really, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm excited about August 1st coming because it is a change and change is somewhat uh, fearful for some, but I'm excited about working with a company that has such a good grasp on all of this. Well, we've seen, yeah, absolutely. We've seen a lot of changes since 2008. Um, So this is just another one. And and it's really, to me, a a significant change on the perception of the real estate agent side, Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of angst in that industry. (laughs) But but really, we got a handle on this, Jesse. We really got this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and it is change, and, ta- and change is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that Dodd-Frank Act did was it took a lot of different uh, disparate regulatory agencies that we had, you know, in the financial industries uh, business, and it's consolidated them into the CFPB. So, you know, some of it's been been good, and some of it's been a little bit more difficult. But anytime you you introduce the you know the government or the regulatory agencies and they're not in our business they may not always get it exactly the right way but one of the things that they are doing right is they're consolidating where we look for answers before it was very disparate mm-hmm. and we would look to the fed for this and hud for that and all these different agencies and so that that has helped a little bit and there's always a perception that change is bad i mean there's it's always resistant what makes this change really good for the consumer well would it what it should do is it should uh, take this information on these forms that I would say are, are somewhat outdated and put them in a format that's a little bit easier to digest and understand. And it does allow uh, so better understanding up front. And then with the time frame uh, requirements, it's going to allow somebody to, to really understand this financial transaction, which is a very large transaction in, in somebody's life. It's it, There's no way to uh, minimize right. that exactly so let's talk we look at the good faith estimate and the till being combined so for consumers and realtors just to kind of give paint the picture for you this is you know obviously going to be early on in the transaction so instead of you receiving a good faith estimate and a truth in lending disclosure which are two disclosures that you have to sign actually the good faith estimate you don't have to sign and it doesn't even give you the cash required to close. So that's another positive benefit of this change is that the, the new loan estimate, which is what it's going to be called. That's right. Will have the cash to close. I know that seems crazy that it wouldn't have had it on there, but it but now it will. So, so those things will be combined. And that is before you go into what we call in the industry, you going into the processing phase of the transaction because we're collecting documents, we're verifying income, we are putting an appraisal together and we are sending that up to underwriting. And then it goes through the underwriting phase. The underwriter will look at the file, look at the validations that um, our processor has um, brought to them through the originator and the loan officer and yourself, the borrower um, and the realtor, because you're sending in the executed contract. And then once the loan is approved, then another chain of events begins. And currently, Jesse, why don't you kind of walk us through, you know, what what we currently do, because it's a HUD-1 settlement statement, and kind of what it will look like. 
Sure. So right now they get a HUD-1 settlement statement, mm -hmm. and that has, it's like a ledger. It has the buyer side and the seller side and goes through all the different uh, costs and expenses and, and uh, disbursements that will happen at the closing table. And then the consumer also gets uh, what we call the final till, the final mm -hmm. truth in lending. And that kind of goes through your APR. It tries to uh, uh, give you a, a, a metric, if you will, on what the finances what this transaction is actually going to financially cost you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so right now it's you have the, the sticker one. on the car. It is the sticker on the car. Yeah, it's over the, over the right. life of the loan. Right. Yep, over the life of the loan, what this really is, your effective interest rate would be. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're going to be migrating over to a closing disclosure, which will consolidate those two forms. Mm -hmm. And what so what's interesting is if we go back for just a moment back to the to the GFE, the good faith estimate, mm -hmm. and the initial till, those are actually two different regulations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what was was very interesting uh, is that they're regulated by different um, mm -hmm. regulators. Right. And they had different day counts. And so it was very, right. very, very disparate. And the same thing is kind of true with the HUD one hmm. and the uh, the final till. So they were governed by different regulations. So that's one of the benefits that the, that's true that everybody's going to reap from this is that it's all going to be consolidated onto the closing disclosure. It will be a little bit different in that the the lender now is is responsible for all of the uh, disclosing on the closing disclosures or all, all the final numbers. Whereas mm -hmm. generally the title company had had handled that in the past. I think the consumer has always looked at us as being responsible for all those numbers right. on there from the ones right. I've talked to. That's an excellent point. Yeah, and I think for most of our settlement agents that are out there that may be listening, um, we want to have a conversation, of course, with the folks that we use regularly. And we want them to know, and we want our realtors to know, that we have the technology that is in its final stages of being tweaked and crafted. That's going to be a, an incredibly beneficial collaborative software that we can use to really make this such a streamlined, natural progression. So obviously there's going to be bumps in the road, but um, we want everyone to know our realtor, our referrals, our referral sources, the people who trust us, our past clients, that we have the technology and we have really invested time and money and resources into researching and choosing the very, very best of the best. So you want to elaborate on that? That's true, right? That's what you told me. I'm <laughs> Absolutely. <just kidding. laughs> Absolutely. No. So, so one of the other requirements that's yeah. probably lesser known is that we have to manage who our vendors are. Uh -huh. uh, and, and that can be title companies. It can be appraisers. It can be anybody that gets involved in this transaction. Anybody that's a third party that we have to do business with in order to bring, uh, you know, the, the customer's loan to closing. Uh -huh. And, um, and we do have a requirement to make sure that we've vetted and uh, and establish benchmarks for what these what these customers are all or these vendors are all about. Mm -hmm. So that's another process that has to take place prior to August one. We're in right. the midst of that. And that's the conversation I spoke of because well, there's certain requirements that obviously a realtor would expect us to have of a title or uh, you know an agent cert uh, certainly going to be important that they meet certain standards and, and all of our real close partners already have that already have that so that's not a concern but what is going to be different like jesse mentioned earlier is that 
the lender is going to be ultimately responsible for getting the what is now the closing disclosure used to be known as the HUD-1 to the consumer three days prior to consummation. Consummation would be the actual closing where you get the keys and sign on the dotted line. So you are gonna be required to get this closing disclosure three days prior. So it's a high bar for us, but we are uh, triathletes in this business and we're gonna we're gonna meet that and we're let's talk about that. that on the other side absolutely what what that means totally agree that'd be a great idea we're here with jesse lane mortgage investors group uh the housing hour will be right back after these messages the housing hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it again Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the housing hour. And right now you're in the hands of our great team here at Mortgage Investors Group. And we're talking about the new regulations that are coming through and the rules that have been written. And, um, and we're really excited about sharing with you what we have learned. And we're going to continue to do that over the next few months as we get closer to the August 1st deadline, or not deadline, but actually, you know, date that we're going to start. And I think that um, one of the things I want to do real quick before we get into some other topics, um, Mark, what, what do you see out there with, from your originators? What's the feeling on the street? What do they feel? Well, the loan officers are feeling that this isn't going to be a big deal. Um, so initially, um, from my conversations with them, and I'm talking about within Mortgage Investors Group, uh, but there's a different perception of this change in the other industry. Uh, the real estate uh, industry, the title industry, and the banks, because everyone's affected by this. That's um, right. But we've really vandalized this thing. So I think it's important to first, Jesse uh, and, and Kevin even, tell everybody why there is anxiety about the change as far as the real estate agents go. Why is it something that could affect them well, in your perception? Well, I think the uh, the number one concern really is is everybody going to be able to do what they need to do in the time frame that everybody wants it to get done, which is, hey, I found this house. I want to close now in three weeks. Okay. Right. It, it can yeah. still be done, right. but it's just going to take a little bit more work and a much more concerted effort. There's a lot more steps that need to be managed uh, along the way very meticulously. And I think that I think that that's a large part of it. And then another part is really what Kevin said before. It's just change management. So how best change is always scary. And so how best to prepare for that. And what right. we're doing is, is trying to manage the workflow internally and say, well, what are the things that we can do more efficiently and earlier in the process that will allow us a little bit of flexibility to, mm -hmm. to really handle these three days? And Kevin, uh, and a lot of the anxiety goes, okay, so it's really good that maybe that we back up three days and we get everybody the numbers so the co consumer can look at the cost for closing and all those things, those pieces to it three days before. That's better than a day before. So mm -hmm. it gives me a little bit more time. This is the biggest transaction right. in my life. So I want to make sure everything is right. But then the other anxiety part is, 
if we get it wrong mm -hmm. after we issue this closing document mm -hmm. and the three day starts, if we get it wrong, mm -hmm. then there's certain things that can re-trigger mm -hmm. and we have to wait again the three days. So right. this is where the anxiety comes in that agents say, wait a minute, we got to close this thing. If you guys get this wrong. Right. Well, here's the thing about that. And I totally agree. And I always use that analogy about amazon.com you click the one click button and it comes to your door the next day people don't know or understand how the sausage is made sometimes <laughs> but we have the best sausage around because we know how to make sausage so i think that the 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 details in how and when we would have to redisclose and then trigger that three days I think we are going to as a team develop this or continue to develop this strategy to where that is not going to happen to us on a regular basis very very few times at the very most um, but also I think now I think what we're doing and Jesse you can elaborate on this is that we are and Chrissy led the charge on this just a, a couple of maybe a month or so ago trying to identify some some ways that we can be more efficient and the ways that we can close loans quicker, as if seven days I've heard several stories is not quick enough. But what can we do? What can we do to make ourselves better? Because guess what? All we do is home loans, which gives us a unique ability to every day, and I'm taking these out of, these words out of your mouth from, from a video that we made, is we ask ourselves, what can we do to make ourselves better? That's, that's exactly right. We have a very singular focus, and that's right. what we're looking at. So part of the other angst that you're talking about is that the software has to change because these forms are changing. So there might be new definitions and new terms of things that, that didn't exist before, and so all that stuff has to come together. But the rest of it is we just have to do a lot of the stuff we're doing is the, is the same stuff that we've been doing yeah, in the past. We exactly. just have to do it a little bit better or with a little bit tighter tolerance. So how do we get our fees more accurate up front? Because those are one of the things that, that if it changes, certain fees can can create a you know an issue yeah. towards the closing. Right. So how do we right. button that down a little earlier in the process? Mm -hmm. How do we make sure that we have the borrower in the right product and program? Well, that's something we take great pride in. We need to do it as early in the process as possible so that as we're moving along, if there is a change in the loan, it happens well before those three days. Right. And the nice thing is that um, we're, we're still collaborating with our regulators and with the other people in our industry about understanding things. But, you know, the cool and nice thing about it is, is that once we get to that point where we have a closing disclosure issued, if there's something changes, it's not just going to automatically trigger a three a new three days that's the misconception that's where the angst needs and to, that's to where be. the real estate agents and, are. and so we're speaking to our real estate partners yeah. and our other referral partners and our certainly our clients um there there are certain times that would need to be redisclosed and as we go through our series when especially when we get with kathy and we'll talk more about it one-on-one -on -one, those are things that we are going to have a, a handle on um, and there's things certainly that as realtors out there that are listening, that you could also be proactive and help us as well. And as we speak, we're crafting a tool um, to share with our referral partners of some things that we've identified um, through um, actually surveying our originators and others in the industry, some things that the realtors just need to be aware of so that it can really help us 
home inspection. We'll talk, actually, I'm going to leave that to the last segment to talk about some things that realtors can do to help come alongside of us in, in this whole process. Um, but the angst, I think, is, is probably understandable considering the change. But we definitely want them to know we're going to take care of, of our clients. And that's our number one priority. And real estate agents want that, too. Mm-hmm. They want the best uh, transaction to go smoothly for their, their customers. Mm-hmm. They don't like last-minute surprises where we're down to the closing and all of a sudden, aha, right. we got additional costs that we didn't know about. Right. They don't like that either. They're looking out for the customer and the client all the time. So this is really pulling us into a little bit better formula that that we're going to be able to uh, offer a better service right yeah it makes us focus on how we can do a better job Hmm. it's really what the the opportunity is here absolutely and and if you look over the history of mortgage investors group chuck tonkin and chrissy ray started the company in 1989 things were a lot different in 1989 and they hired just right out of the box some incredibly talented people and over the years they've always hired the best people in the industry and they've always had the most dynamic group of people so we've we've weathered storms we've been through changes we've been through many 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 um kind of obstacles and we've made sure that we've always had the client's best interest in mind and our mission statement is is that we will do the right thing 100 percent of the time no matter what it costs and so for people out there listening and you want to, uh, you know, go with a company that is trustworthy and has built their reputation on trust and honesty and doing the right thing, MIG, that's our mantra. And that's really where we feel that we thrive because at the, at the end of the day, if you do what's right, if you do the right thing, everything is going to work out just fine. And then they tell everybody that it was it went smoothly, and that's how you get referrals and you get a, a database full of customers and families. And we've done loans for right. parents and their kids and yeah. their kids. I mean, we've been doing this for a while. Absolutely. And, we're, you know, we're the number one residential mortgage lender in the entire state of Tennessee. And that's, that's, you know, what that speaks to is that speaks to not just our producers, which they are phenomenal, but it also speaks to the machine that, that Chuck and Chrissy, their vision of getting the process, getting the processing, the underwriting, the closing down to a science. And I credit Sharon Rivers for that. I credit Jesse Lane for that, Kathy Newbert, Diane Reimer. The list goes on and on. I, I can't name all of the people, Patricia Hamilton, you know, all of these people that are just like the dream team, basically, is what I imagine it from the from mm-hmm. the Olympics. So you can trust that we have um, we have an expert team together for you for this. And we're probably the first ones out there talking about this on yeah. air. No one's really been talking about this change coming up, but we've been talking about it for about a year now. Yeah. So we're ready. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. No it's by design. It's by design. <laughs> it's by design. So we only have just a few moments left in this segment, but when we return, um, realtors, if you're out there right now driving around, maybe you're showing houses, maybe you're you know thinking about what all of this means to you, We have one short segment left, and I'd like to take that opportunity. It will be just a very quick piece to give you some ideas of how you can help. Um, Because I know that that's what people want. I'm seeing all these realtors' names in my heads, and they are professionals, and they are incredible at what they do. And they want to know how to get out in front of this. They want to be talking about this to their partners. They have teams, just like we are. So we'll talk about that in a little bit more right after these messages. 
The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. All the plans he's made for me, I have to wait and see. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Thank you guys for coming in. We're um, ending our show here, our last segment with Jesse Lane from Mortgage Investors Group. He is the executive vice president of operations and also um, our co-host and executive producer, Mark Griffith. And uh, we are just amazed we're coming up in november we will have uh, been on air for four years hmm. which is remarkable that's a lot of shows and a lot of you content. look the same yeah <laughs> and I, I want everybody to know they can go to thehousinghour.com and we have every show we've ever done yeah, right there everything. at their fingertips <laughs> So, you know, our Bob Corker interview, our, you know, we have a variety of very interesting um, figures that we've had interviewed. Jesse's one of them. Very interesting. Three times. This is the third time for you, I think. That's right. I enjoy it every time. Great. Well, we're so grateful to take time. I know you're very, very busy. So quickly, let's talk about just a couple of things, and I'll start, and then we can move around the table. Um, A couple of the things, and you can just elaborate or, or reiterate. Um, uh, one of the biggest challenges for a lender is to get the appraisal back. And the only way we can get the appraisal back is to get it ordered. And in order for us to order the appraisal, we have to have a fully executed contract with all addendums. And also, we really need for the home inspection to go through its cycle, and meaning the home inspection needs to be completed by Jack Feldman or, one of, or someone of your choice. Yeah. And then the home inspection contingency removal form needs to be signed stating that everybody is in agreement because we would never ever order an appraisal until the home inspection has been worked out so in my mind that's one of the biggest things and then quickly one other thing um, because one of the things that we have found that happens at the last moment and i we understand why this happens is that sometimes we don't get all the information to the title company about you know, your whatever that might be. That could be information that is the seller's information, or it could be something. It could that, be receipts or paid items from the seller. Exactly. Yeah. And so those are other items. And why don't you elaborate on that a little bit? More? Well, I mean, there's always something that comes up as part of the contract, and the seller is going to execute something at the closing that's within the the guidelines and permissible. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have to get receipts for those things. So the agent has to be, be a little bit uh, more uh, interactive. You with used the to be an agent. Used to be an agent. I used so to you understand sell real estate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you have to. You sold three houses yeah no, that's it. maybe maybe four uh, but uh well that one fell through so three <laughs> uh, but every everything's got to go smoothly but it's important for the agent to have great communication and a great relationship with that loan officer mm-hmm. and the processor because it's a team thing mm-hmm. and that's why kevin we have what we call brick and mortar in our markets mm-hmm. we have actual locations that you right. can go into to really to keep this fluidly going and accountability is a big part. And we want the realtors to feel that they can call and ask where we are in the process. And if they don't feel comfortable calling Atlanta to a processing center because they're going with a bank and they can't go and ask somebody a question, then maybe it's time to switch to a local well, that's why. That's why we did it. Okay. Yeah. Now, Jesse, the local aspect's important. Is there other items that you can think of? I think of a lot of originator items, but there's realtors that want to know what they can do. 
Absolutely. Well, being local, you know, gives us uh, eyes on the ground, right, right here, right in mm-hmm. the market where you are, right where the market where your customer is, and I think that that adds a tremendous advantage to us. And we've got a lot of uh, twenty four branches now mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. across statewide right, right. which is absolutely tremendous mm-hmm. so that allows us lots of market coverage and opportunities for for customers and you know every every different market in Tennessee absolutely real quick i wanted to hit mm-hmm. on something though you were talking about the appraisal piece and that is that is important to make sure we, that we get the home inspection done and everything's complete and ready to go. And then we do need to give the appraiser enough time to do a great job. Mm, absolutely. And, and these things just take time. So how do we improve that process? Like you said, make sure that we yeah. get everything done up front, move along, order the appraisal, give mm-hmm. him a fair opportunity to do a great job on that appraiser, absolutely. appraisal for us. And I would reference the Tom White interview. He spoke to his yes. process and how that works. So definitely, I'll that's put that a very, interview up under the tree. That'd be very yeah. good. So guys, thank you so much for stepping into the housing hour with us in this part one of our TRID series, talking about the integration of these disclosures. And we look forward to the conversation going forward. We hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on the housing hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.